Before we begin this episode, I have a trigger warning for two very specific individuals. If you are the daughter or the son of Shaleen or Brett Johnson, you must stop listening to this episode immediately. Listening to this episode could induce vomiting, seizures, and post-traumatic stress disorder. For the sake of clarity, yes, Brock and Sierra Johnson, you must stop listening to this episode now. I guess while we're at it, it would also be really awkward if my mom and dad were listening, like not that they ever listen to my show unless they're on it, but frankly, if there's any relatives listening, just pick another episode for the love. All right, now that we've cleared that up, let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about how to keep your marriage spicy. We're going to talk about how to keep your marriage spicy, but it is really important to note that if you're just throwing seasoning on top of a dish that is spoiled and has problems with it, it doesn't make the dish taste any better. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if things are feeling just a little stale, like you think it could be more exciting, if it feels like you could be getting more out of your relationship, then this is the episode for you. If, however, we're dealing with abuse or resentment or a partner who is just absolutely not at all interested in improving the relationship, if we are dealing with two people who have unresolved challenges in the marriage, like things you just keep sweeping under the rug and sweeping under the rug, well, then making your relationship spicy, it's just going to put a Band-Aid on things. You really do need to get to the root of it. So I want to be completely upfront and tell you that all of the tips that I'm going to give you now, while they've always been in play and in practice in our marriage, they became far more effective and much more fun once we worked through some major challenges that just kind of kept festering and getting bigger and bigger and bigger from the time we got married until I don't know when, like maybe 10, 12 years ago when we really did some serious marriage counseling and learned how to communicate through these things. I come from my own history with my parents and the way that I was raised and the things that I experienced as a child and, and my own beliefs. And Brett came from his childhood with his parenting and his experiences and his history and the things, the beliefs that he formed in his own head. And no matter how spicy we tried to make it, those things can create problems in a marriage or a partnership. Like maybe you're not married, but you've got a lifelong partnership and you want to improve. You love this person and you want things to maybe go back to the way they were, or you just, you know, you've got more potential than what you're living right now. I just want to just be upfront and say, you know, this is a podcast episode. I'm going to give you some great ideas. You're going to love it. Things are going to get nice and spicy and juicy between the two of you. But if you want things to be emotionally intimate, Emotional intimacy often requires you going to therapy. Although we've done some marriage counseling together, usually when I say we've gone to counseling in our marriage, I mean we've done individual counseling and that individual counseling helped our marriage. So before we go much further, let me start with the most important message, and that is for you to know that there is an affordable alternative to in-person therapy, and it's called Talkspace. Hi, it's Demi Lovato. Therapy helped me release my voice and find freedom, an inner freedom that I've been looking for from a very young age. You know my voice from years ago, but there was another voice you never heard on camera or through my music. That voice held me back. 
My journey with therapy has flipped the script by silencing that voice and empowering this voice, my voice. Take the first step towards feeling better and go to Talkspace.com and connect to a licensed therapist today. The bottom line is that there are times when we all need to talk to someone. There's no shame in that. Literally, it's the best thing that you can do. And Talkspace wants to give you the support that you deserve at a price that anybody can afford. So as a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month from Talkspace. They will match you with a perfect therapist. All you have to do is go to Talkspace.com or you can go to the app store on your phone, download their app, and then just use the code Shaleen. When you use the code Shaleen, you're going to get $100 off your first month. And it's also a great way to show support for the show. And obviously, this is an important sponsor for me because I just believe therapy is it's the shortcut, like you don't need to suffer needlessly, all right? And it might just be that individual therapy that you do might just be the thing that really improves your relationship. Now I want to share with you 10 simple ways that you can make things a little spicier between the two of you. All right, here are my tips. And these are things we put into practice. All right, number one is every day try to be attractive physically to your partner like think about what you're wearing and your grooming and your hair and and your appearance like we are attracted to each other first and foremost physically so you can call it shallow you can think well he should just love me anyway i show up or she should find me just as attractive if i gain 50 pounds or not she does as a person but let's face it there's nothing more attractive than seeing someone who cares about themselves that is a reflection of confidence When I take care of my own appearance, that means I care about me. That means I think highly of myself. And that is very attractive. There's nothing more attractive than confidence. So when I say dress to impress each other, I don't mean like, you know, you need to be walking around in very seductive clothing or anything like that. I'm just saying, literally, try to look your best because it also says to your partner that you care about them and you care how they feel. It means that you want to be attractive to them, and that means you care about the relationship. So ask them, what do you like to see me in? You you know how there's that one pair of sweats that they absolutely hate seeing you in, or a pair of jeans that they hate, or a pair of shoes, like whatever it is. If there's something your spouse absolutely despises, and it turns them off, like you're not going to make your relationship spicier by wearing something that you know turns them off. My sister and I recently had this conversation because as her older and much wiser sister, I was trying to give her some fashion advice. And I was saying, hey, Janelle, like you got to wear these updated version of jeans. Like I want you to try these high-waisted baggy boyfriend jeans. They're not just baggy jeans. They're high-waisted boyfriend jeans, kind of like what we were wearing in the 80s, right? And they're they're high-waisted and, you know, they're baggy and they're cool and on trend. And like, you know, we got to stay with it, girlfriend. And she was like, I like them. But my husband absolutely thinks they are the most unattractive thing in the world. And so I'm not going to wear them because he finds them incredibly unattractive. That, to me, is dope. That is a sign of how strong their marriage is because she wants to look good for him and he wants to look good for her. It's important, you guys. All right. Number two, and it kind of relates to that one. Number two is never complain about yourself to your spouse. It's just not attractive. Right? Like, Think about how it makes us feel when someone complains about their business 
It doesn't make you feel good about the business. Anything people complain about, you start to go, yeah, yeah, that is pretty lousy. So if you're speaking negatively about yourself and your body in particular, how do you think your spouse is going to feel about your body and your confidence? Men and women, both of us, you want to speak positively about like there's nothing sexier. There's nothing that's a greater turn on than confidence. Confidence starts with their body language. It means not pulling at your clothes. It means smiling when you look at yourself in the mirror. It means complimenting yourself. It means looking like you know you look amazing. Even when subconsciously you might not feel amazing. You might not love the fact that you're currently 15 pounds overweight or that you're getting gray hair or that you've got wrinkles. So what? Fake it till you make it. We believe what it is we say to ourselves. So start speaking positively to yourself. Practice saying these things out loud. I say it all the time. I'll walk past a mirror and I notice that my butt is bigger. Who knows? Maybe it's because I'm eating more. Maybe it's because I'm doing a lot of squats, whatever. But my first instinct is like, oh, my butt's bigger, right? And even though I might have a fleeting negative thought, what I'll say out loud is, check out how good my butt looks. Brett, look at how good my butt looks. And just saying that a couple of times, you know, my husband is constantly saying like, man, you're not kidding. Look how good, like I've, I don't know if my butt is better or not, but I can tell you this, I've completely brainwashed my husband into thinking that my butt has never looked better in our entire lives. Like whatever you say repeatedly, not in a braggadocious kind of way, but in a confidence kind of way, just try it out. Put it to the test. Prove me right on this stuff. It freaking works. I think it goes without saying that you should never say anything negative about your spouse's body or who they are, right? Like anytime you're putting someone down, even if it's in jest, even if it's meant to be in a loving fashion, that makes the other person feel unattractive. And when we don't feel attractive, we don't feel in the mood, right? Like you have to feel attractive in order to be attracted to someone else. So be very careful that you're not saying anything that could make your partner feel like there's something wrong with their body or wrong with who they are. And I know if you guys follow me on social media, like it's part of my shtick. Hopefully if you know me, you know I'm constantly complimenting my husband. We're going to talk about that in this episode. But in social media, I do a lot of like funny things where I will make fun of him or he'll make fun of me. And we do that very lovingly, but never would we ever, ever do that and mean it in person. We are so complimentary of each other. It would gross you out if you spent a day with us, but it's practiced. Some people, this comes natural to them and some people it does not. For me, it didn't come naturally when we first got married. In fact, it didn't come naturally to me until after we went to therapy and I realized in just one marriage counseling session that he wished I would compliment him more. And because it wasn't a natural tendency for me, this is the truth, I put reminders in my phone. And I would have these little alarms that would pop up a couple times a day, and I would just remind myself to find something about him, which I find so much about him attractive. I love everything about this man, almost everything, except the way he chooses. is like, it's weird. It's weird. His cheeks are like thin or something. It's not his fault. Genetically, the man has thin cheeks. That's the only way to describe, because he eats with his mouth closed but I can hear him chewing from like a block away. Anyways, I love everything about him. I find, I don't want to gross you out right now, but like literally 
there were so many things for me to tell him. I just forgot to do it. I always thought, well, he knows this. It doesn't matter. He still wants to hear it. And so I started setting reminders for myself. And the reaction I got from him was so positive that soon it became a habit because I was rewarded for doing so. So find things specifically you can compliment your spouse on, and you might start with those things that they already feel really good about, things that you know are important to them or that they like to be complimented on, like maybe it's their eye color or how beautiful their hair is, or perhaps it's something that they're working on, like they're really trying to get bigger biceps or whatever it is. And it doesn't always have to be physical. In fact, it probably should be less physical and more just about who they are. Like, I love how easy it is for you to carry on conversations with strangers. It makes me fall in love with you every day when I see how kind you are to your parents. Like I literally just said that to my husband. We had his parents staying here with us. And after his parents left, I just wrapped my arms around him. I said, do you know how beautiful it is to see what a loving, caring son you are? Like it makes me fall so in love with you. That has nothing to do with his physical appearance. But me sharing that with him and wrapping my arms around him and giving him a deep hug when I was saying it and giving him a kiss, you know, that makes him feel attractive and that makes him feel seen. So maybe put me on pause for a second and just jot down a few ideas while they're coming to you. Anytime during any podcast, if ideas start flooding to you, do not hesitate to put this program or whatever podcast you listen to on pause, because that is so valuable. So I'm going to give you a little side note. This is what I do. When I'm listening to an audiobook, because a lot of you said, Shaleen, how do you take notes when you're listening to an audiobook? So I listen to an audiobook. And when I do that or a podcast, I have my notes app open every single day. I either have my notes app open or I have my push journal next to me. And anything that pops into my head, I just tap the whatever the dictation tool is on my iPhone. And when you do that, it pauses the recording and allows you to speak your notes. So I will speak those into a memo or into a note, or I will just put the broadcast or the audio on pause and I'll write those notes down in my push journal. It's really important to do that. My next tip is to keep grooming and gross things and top secret things top secret. You want to keep some mystery in the relationship. So Let me share with you what I mean by this. So when Brett and I are going on a date night and I don't want him coming upstairs until I'm completely ready. I don't need him to see like half of the project complete. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I want to like go da-da and show up and have there be some mystery and some allure. Even though we've been together for 30 years, I don't want us to ever take each other for granted. I want there to still be some mystery, some magic in the relationship. And we both do this. We'll get ready in other rooms when we're going on a date or he'll give me my space in the bathroom and then he'll come upstairs and use the bathroom. And this is important, not just for like date night or whatever, but like there's certain things like I just don't think you should be doing that in front of your partner. And this is just my opinion. Like anything that's like gross, let's keep that a mystery. Like you don't need to know that I'm that human. You see what I'm saying? Like you don't need to see me in the shower with my leg up, like shaving. And some of you are an open book and that's fine. That's great. I just personally believe it's like if you were to go to Disney World or Disneyland, if you were to walk in and watch the princesses or Mickey Mouse preparing for their costumes and and getting ready, then we saw them, you'd be like, hmm, oh yeah, it's just a wig. It's just a costume. 
But when you see them like all done up, it's like, <gasps> it just feels like magic. And I think there's a certain element of that that keeps our relationship spicy. I do. He doesn't need to know all my tricks. He doesn't need to know the things that I do in the bathroom. He doesn't need to know all of those things. And frankly, I don't need to know what he's doing in there. I don't. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Shaleen, we're already past that stage. Mm, not necessarily. In fact, part of this episode is suggesting that you change things up, that you throw in some unexpected. So if suddenly you were to say to your partner, you know, I'd like some privacy, and you just created some of that mystique, I think you're going to add some spice to your relationship. All right, now let's get real spicy. So please keep the kids out of the room. Can we please? All right, earmuffs on. I want you to talk about sex and throughout the day and more often. Now, you might have to ease yourself into this. I don't know. I don't know what your situation is, but I guarantee you this. Just test the waters. Start talking about a little bit. You can do this via text message. You could whisper it in their ear. You could just bring it up when it's just the two of you. And I know you're going to ask me, like, what specifically you talk about? Talk about the night before. Talk about the last time you had sex. Talk about what you love. Talk about the last dream that you had. Now, here's a little special tip for you. I will often tell Brett that I had a particular dream. He's not going to listen to this. But I will tell him I had a dream, and I'll say I had this crazy, sexy dream, and I didn't have the dream. <laughs> and P.S., it's not my fantasy. It's his fantasy. So talking about my fantasies aren't as exciting to him, like, but his fantasies are, you know what I mean? So I'll tell him I had this dream and I'll tell him about a fantasy that I know is one of his or something that gets him really excited. And I'm telling you, <laughs> that works. But you'll come up with your own topics. Just don't be afraid to broach the subject. And if you don't know what to talk about, like, do some research online. And I'm not suggesting by any means that you talking about porn, but sexuality is a very natural, loving part of being a couple, a part of being connected and committed to each other. So we have to remove the taboos of it and make it more fun and less of a chore. I know so many women and men too, who it's like, they think of it as almost an obligation, like something they have to do. I cannot imagine. No matter how long you've been together, you can improve this area of your life. And as I've mentioned before, there are therapists who can help you with this. And I'm not talking about going in person necessarily, but there are online sex therapists. There are podcasts you can listen to. Sex with Emily, that's one of the podcasts that you could listen to. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not a prude, but some of those episodes, I'm like, woo, I was not ready for that. Like some of her episodes, I am not ready for. I am so not ready for. And I realized like, wow. Wow, am I conservative. But you might love it. You might just love it. And I will be frank and tell you, there have been times where I'm like, hmm, I want to spice things up for us and I just can't think of anything. Or I'm just, I'm not in the mood to be spicy yet. I know I need to be spicy and I'll, I'll just listen to a couple of her episodes. They're great. There are online therapists who can help you with your relationship with sex. Like if you've ever experienced sexual abuse or maybe a traumatic experience around sex, or, or just even the way you were brought up, maybe your family's religion or your upbringing has you feeling a lot of shame around sex, the topic of it, experiencing it with your partner. That's not something you should suffer with needlessly. I want you to enjoy this area of your life. So I would highly recommend you look into 
maybe finding an online sex therapist to speak with or someone who can talk to you about your your feminine energy or your masculine energy so you can bring more of that to your relationship. It's just such a beautiful thing when you're more comfortable with your body and your partner can feel that and you let your guard down and there's no shame and oh my gosh, I don't care how long you've been together. You can make it so much better. And this might just be the thing that motivates your partner to make improvements in other areas. All right, I have additional juicy tips for you about how to improve this area of your life. But before I do, I want to say thank you to Organifi for being a sponsor of today's show. Organifi is a company, like someone sent me a DM on Instagram the other day. They're like, did you use Organifi before they became a sponsor of your show? And I said, yeah, I have for years. So I don't know if they didn't follow me or not, but yeah, I used Organifi before they became a show sponsor. And it's one of the reasons why they are a show sponsor because I reached out to them and you get 15% off because you listen to this show when you use the code Shaleen and go to Organifi.com. I'm going to spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen and you'll get 15% off. Again, it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. Organify, use the code Shaleen for 15% off. Would I tell you to order? My two favorite products are Pure and Immunity. Those are two powders. I put those powders in my water. You know, I drink at least 75 ounces of water per day. And I'll tell you what, I notice a difference when I run out. This is a true story. I recently ran out and I was out of the immunity for almost a month. I kept forgetting to reorder. Now I'm on a subscription. But anyways, I kept forgetting to reorder and I could feel it in my energy because that immunity has D3. And D3, especially ladies, you need your vitamin D. It's going to majorly impact your hormone production and your energy if your D is off. But in general, the reason why I take immunity is because it improves my immune system. It's antiviral, it's antifungal, it's antibacterial support. And I mix that with the Pure, which I take the Pure for my brain health. So check it out. They've got a great line of all organic, 100% USDA certified organic products, most with less than one gram of sugar. You can get 15% off by entering the code Shaleen when you go to Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. All right, let's get back to the spice. My next tip for making it spicy is, you know, I was going to suggest having a date night, but you don't even need a date night for this. But if you are going to do a date night, my suggestion is to start being sexy during the day, like leading up to it. That is foreplay. Like, I think too often, even if we're doing a date night, it's like, okay, we go on date night. Okay, let's come home and have sex. Like, that's so robotic. It feels so like, Ugh, expected, so predictable. I think what's really cool is if you can, even if you're not doing a date night, just you know that later that night you've got, you know, bedroom activities planned, start talking about it and flirting throughout the day. If your partner's love language is physical touch, then touch them a whole bunch. Be flirtatious. Tell them what you're excited about. Tell them what you're going to do to them. Maybe send them a selfie that's inappropriate. I don't know if I should recommend that to you because I'm always so afraid that someone's going to get hacked and then that photo is going to be out into the world and then you'll blame me. So maybe don't do that. I don't know. That's up to you. But I do know this. It's the anticipation 
of things that can really get us excited. So if you want things spicy, start building up to it, like wet their appetite, get them hungry for it, get them excited for it. The buildup for anything is half of the excitement. Think about Christmas, right? Can you imagine if you're a kid and you never knew what day Christmas was going to arrive on and then you just woke up one morning and it was boom, it was Christmas or whatever holiday it is that you celebrate. That wouldn't be any fun. Like half the fun of any holiday season is the buildup to the holiday. Half the fun of getting married is the year that you get to anticipate getting married. Half the fun of having a baby giving birth, like the day you give birth for a lot of women is like a pretty horrendous day. I loved my birthdays, by the way. But for a lot of women, it's, it's pretty horrendous. But the nine months of thinking about it and planning and just daydreaming and imagining what it's going to be like and talking about it, that's what makes it so magical. Bring that same thing back to your time together, your date nights or the next time you plan like a sexual romp between the two of you, which hopefully you're not having to plan that. Hopefully it starts happening a lot more often. And I would love to think that this episode could start that process. You know, you've got to get excited about it, though. Like this is something you get to do. You get to do this. It's not something you have to do. This is something you get to do. And you have to stop looking at sex between the two of you as something you have to do. And by the way, when I titled this episode, like how to make things spicy between the two of you, that doesn't just mean sex. Like that can just mean that there's this electric energy between the two of you. And that comes from feeling attracted to the other person. And remember, we feel attracted to another person when we feel attractive. So if that means you've got to start taking better care of yourself That means you've got to put some effort into getting healthier, getting stronger, and building up your body confidence. I'm not talking about necessarily losing weight, unless that's what you need to do. If your weight has become a problem in the bedroom, how blessed are you to be in a position where that's not something that's permanent? That's something you can improve. You can improve your immune system. You can improve the way you feel and the way you look and how long you live. You can improve all of these things by just starting to take action, developing new habits. And I want to make this a plug for Phase It Up, but if you don't know where to start with that, Phase It Up, just go to phaseitup.com. Phase It Up is a program that really is centered around habits. And I say that because I think a lot of people assume it's a diet program. Of course, we talk about nutrition. We talk about supplements. We talk about fitness. We talk about creating daily habits. We talk about confidence. We talk about mindset and all of these things improve the way you feel about yourself. And when you feel good about yourself, you're going to have a much better time physically with your partner. Things are going to be spicier when you feel good about yourself. You know that to be true. Just the act of starting a workout program or a health program or just getting back on that journey I promise if you've been off that journey, you've been off the bandwagon, whatever you want to call it, and you decide today that you're going to get back on, I promise tonight's going to be a better night in the bedroom. Today is going to be a better day. When we start thinking about our own possibilities, like what it would be like to transform our own bodies and we start to realize that we've got the potential to do that, I don't care what month you're in, forget about people saying, oh, everyone gains weight between Thanksgiving and New Year's. No, not everyone does. Absolutely not. But if you believe that to be true, it will be true for you. But if you also believe, why is this different from any other time in my life? I can start to get back into shape today. 
I can do things to make myself feel stronger. You can. Just commit to five minutes. Make a decision to make better decisions at your next meal. Gosh, I hate it when I hear people say, well, at the end of the month is when I'm going to make these changes, or I blew it today, so you know, at the end of this week is when I'm going to make some changes. No, make changes at your very next meal. Make changes the next opportunity you have to go for a walk or to get some exercise or to do some meditation or just to get to bed earlier. Like Just improving your sleep is going to make you feel more sexually attracted to your partner. It's going to make you feel better about yourself. Okay, my next tip, I've got a bunch more actually. My next one is to let your partner know in advance that things are not going to be the same tonight and just like leave it at that. But then you have to have some kind of a little plan. Like, I don't know what that is for them. Maybe it's doing it in another room or maybe you've got little kids. So like, that's not even a possibility, but you could do it in another area of your room or you could try a different position or you could come to bed in a cute little outfit or with the lights on. Just break things up in such a way that your partner's like, what the heck? What is going on here? But let them know earlier in the day. Remember, like half the fun of this moment is the getting to look forward to it, right? So let them look forward to it all day long and just let them know things are going to be a little different tonight. Okay, my next tip for you is you've got to kiss more. Remember when you first started dating? Like it was such a big deal. That first kiss was just electric. Do you remember what that felt like? It was so exciting to get that first kiss. And hopefully, I don't know what your dating life was like, but Maybe for a long time, that's what you did is you, you spent a lot of time kissing. And I find or I hear that the longer couples have been together, the less time they spend kissing. And that's a problem. But here's the deal when it comes to kissing. You can't be distracted. You can't be thinking about anything else. So you got to make a deal with each other to put the phones away and slow down and really feel connected to each other. Now, if you're setting your partner up for this, like this is your expectation, and then you just go in for the kiss and your partner is distracted and they didn't know like what you wanted to get out of this, that's not fair. I literally want you to have this conversation before the kiss and say, I miss kissing you the way we used to kiss, like when we first started dating, where it just felt like electric and magical. So I want to do that tonight. Then that gives your partner a chance to go like floss and brush their teeth and put their phone away and get excited about it. And, and then just, I want you to look your partner in the eyes and hug for a few minutes and then really have a nice little makeout session. Try it. <laughs> All right, next, write your partner some sexy notes. Like you can do it on a post-it note or you could actually get them a card if you want, but I want these to be surprise I almost said love notes, but I want them to be more juicier than a love note, like the kind of note that you would be mortified if your kid found the note. <laughs> and make it on a post-it note, or you could even text it to them, but I think it's really cool when it's a surprise and they find it like in their car or in their glove box, or you know, they pull down the visor to their car and you could text them and say, hey, why don't you check in your glove box? Like, seriously, they'll love it. Of course, you can send them a text message. That's fun too. So I'll add that tip if you're not already doing that. But if you are already doing the text messages, why not actually take the time to write a handwritten note? And my last and final tip for you today is to make sure that you are telling your partner 
the next day, everything that you found sexy and fun and exciting about the night before. Look for opportunities to compliment your partner. Look for opportunities to make your partner feel attractive. Look for opportunities to surprise your partner. Here's the interesting thing. The more you look for these things, the more you're going to find them. Tonight I did a post on Instagram and I, it was, I don't know, video that probably had seven different tips in it. And one of the tips, I had a typo. I wrote the word missed instead of must. And, you know, of course, one person sees it and they commented on it. And then a few other people were like, I had to watch the video 20 times to catch that typo. But the person who caught the typo, they caught it and probably caught it the first time because that's what they were looking for. There are people who they are looking for mistakes. And if you're looking for mistakes, if you're looking for flaws in another person, you will find them. If you're looking for something that your partner has done to hurt you, you will find it. If you're looking for something that your partner has done that's offensive or they're they're not doing as much as you, whatever it is you're looking for, you will find it. So look for positive things. Look for things that you can compliment them on. Look for the things you've been blessed by. Look for the things that made you fall in love. Because the more you look for these things, the more you'll find. And the more you find, the more you'll be blessed with and the happier you will be. Well, I cannot wait to hear what you do with this information. So I want you to tell me, listen, I don't need all the details. I'm a big girl and I can read between the lines, but girlfriend to girlfriend or boyfriend, boyfriend to girlfriend, girlfriend to boyfriend, whoever you are, male, female, non-binary, I want to know what you did with this episode. In generalities, of course. So send me an Instagram message. I am at Shaleen Johnson. And thanks for listening. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. 